Hi, and welcome back to the Alexa podcast, episode 10. This is June 2018. My name is Bradley Metrock. I'm CEO of a company called Score Publishing based here in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm joined by my co-host, Kevin Old. Kevin, say hello. Hello, Bradley. Kevin, nice to be back in the saddle with you. This is fun. Absolutely. This is great to be back. Excited to hear what's going on with, uh, with our guests today. We've got two pretty special guests, uh, especially given the namesake of this show. We've got Avio Ginsberg, who is the head of the Amazon Alexa Techstars Incubator. Avio, did I get that right? Uh, not, not quite. The Alexa Accelerator powered by Techstars. Cool. And share with us, just right here at the top, what you do for that program and what that program tries to accomplish. Awesome. So I am the Techstars Managing Director of the program. Um, Techstars is the, you know, we, we are the worldwide network that helps entrepreneurs succeed. And one of the ways we do that is through our, our accelerators. And this program specifically is, is an accelerator that we run with the Amazon Alexa Fund. And it's a three-month program where we work with companies that are in what we kind of view as the seed phase of the startup life cycle. And these are all companies that are doing really interesting and novel things in voice and things that are especially relevant to Alexa. And so what my job is, is to work with the Alexa fund to select the companies. And then I'm hands-on day in and day out during the three months of the program, working super closely with all of those companies um, and helping shepherd them towards demo day. And then I stay very actively involved with the companies um, for pretty much as long as they'll have me after the program finishes. Cool. And so y'all have done your first crop of companies, right? And you're moving on and you're selecting the second currently? That's correct. So we ran the first year of the program last July through October. We are actually about to kick off this next year's program this July. It'll once again run July through October. And, you know, we are right now in that process of, of getting everything up and going. You know, you, you should keep your eye out for us to, you know, announce the participants and all that in uh, July when the program begins. Thank you for joining us. We also have joining us Rodrigo Prudencio from the Alexa Fund. Rodrigo, did I pronounce that right? You got it right on. Thank you. So share with us a little bit about what you do for the Alexa Fund and what the Alexa Fund is. Great, yes, thanks, uh, thanks Bradley, and, uh, and hello Kevin. The Alexa Fund was formed in 2015 by Amazon as its first venture capital program, and to, as the name says, to, to back companies that are building and well, supporting companies that are leading the way on building compelling experiences, applications, uh, and even integrating Alexa into their own devices. We back these companies with investment and work with them closely following the investment to make sure that the integrations that they're proposing that we found exciting and interesting are all successful on, on Alexa. So I am one of three team members that focus on recruiting companies, you know, building our deal flow and ultimately making investment decisions. And then we have people on our team that support the companies afterwards in terms of those connection points into different and specific teams within the Alexa organization. Rodrigo, thank you for joining us as well. It's a pleasure. So I want to start by asking y'all and sort of getting from both of your vantage points, your perspective on how you view 
the success of the program for the first crop of companies. It's not a hard concept to understand. You've got these companies that are going to be doing something with Amazon's Alexa technology. They're going to be working with voice first parameters and they work with Amazon. They work with the, you know, through the Techstars program and the Alexa funds right there looking to make investments in a strategic way. There's a lot of different ways you could possibly view success of the program. Share with us, and Aviel, I'll start with you, and then Rodrigo, I'll go to you. Share with us um, how you measure the success of the program, and share with us how successful, uh, by those metrics, you view the first crop of companies that have come through. Sure, happy to. And first off, I just want to say how much I appreciate being on a podcast with someone that says, y'all, I live in the Pacific Northwest, even though I went to Vanderbilt, lived in the South for a while, and I still say y'all all the time. And people are like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> so I feel, I feel right at home. So I think there's a, there's a couple ways that we, we look at it. And I think to take a step back there, you know, things like accelerators are, are always tricky in that what we're looking to do here is, is support great companies. And it can take a long time for a company to, you know, truly uh, grow into that and come to fruition. Uh, there's a joke in the investment world that you don't know if you're a good or bad investor for 10 years. So you spend the first 10 years making decisions and you really have no idea if you're, you're good or bad. But there's a couple ways from the Techstars side that, you know, we came into this program to, to look at success. Um, and I'd say one of those is, is you look at what is the, what is the overall reception in the wider voice ecosystem of the companies that we brought into the program. So are they establishing themselves as thought leaders within the space, as companies that are, are having a meaningful impact? And I can think about you know, companies like, like uh, Pulse Labs who are helping power everything from the user testing side of the world to companies like Novel Effect, which you know, find themselves in the press all the time as, as like a really novel, um, pun intended, um, use of voice and voice experience. So that's definitely one angle. Um, another that was super important, you know, to me specifically was to have those companies find success collaborating with folks inside of the Alexa org. You know, so for them to, to really find who are those teams, who are those stakeholders, and for them to do something truly unique with Amazon, which again, we saw happen a couple times within the program. So that was a great success. Um, and then I think, you know, purely from a metric standpoint, we of course look at, um, you know, it takes a long time to know how great is a business gonna be in terms of the revenue that they're gonna generate, the customers they're gonna have, that takes time. But, you know, investment is obviously a, a great avenue to, to see, okay, are there folks externally who believe that there is something, you know, super exciting about what these companies have done? Um, and when we look at the success of our program versus, versus historical data, we have, you know, far outperformed other programs in terms of the external validation through funding um, that these companies have gotten. We've had a couple really exciting venture-led uh, venture rounds announced thus far, and we have a couple more that will be coming out um, in the next several months. So, you know, with, with all of that, um, feel like with my, you know, from the Techstars side that we delivered a ton of value to the founders. We really helped deliver a bunch of value into the voice ecosystem at large and got a lot of external validation from investors that these companies really were ones that were doing something that was, was going to have a large impact in the future. One of the reasons why this program uh, was successful in the first year is because a lot of the goals that we had uh, with the program aligned very well with how Techstars runs overall its its accelerators. So the the Alexa fund 
similarly set out to make sure that not only were we identifying great founders who were resilient and capable of adapting throughout the program, uh, because at the end of the day, these are really st still very early stage companies. They're building their businesses as much as they are building their Alexa, their Alexa connections and their Alexa experiences. So engaging with, with fantastic founders who work really hard during the program, uh, show the, the capability and the metal to build their businesses over time. Uh, that's reflective of the kind of entrepreneur we like to back overall with the, with the Alexa fund. Many of the points that Aviel mentioned, and the, the only other one I would mention and add would be that engagement level from our Alexa mentors. You know, Amazon is a customer-obsessed company, and in this case, the customers are the startups. And what's important about the way that our mentors connect with the startups is ultimately these startup companies that are building Alexa experiences are going to then be touching our customer, the Alexa users. And so the ability for our mentors to really engage, you know, sometimes some of these mentors are folks who work internally on software and capabilities on Alexa. For them to step out of those roles, mentor, mentor a company that is ultimately customer facing, really enriches their experience of thinking about the customer, thinking back from the, the experience that the customer might have through one of our accelerator companies. And that really is a, is a helpful engagement and a great building experience for our mentors as well. So we, we were very happy with the engagement that we got from our internal mentors. We got great support from the Seattle community of mentors that also supported these companies. And what was great as well is that all of the companies in the program last year showed a little bit of different capabilities that were available on, on Alexa. They all took unique paths to engaging with different uh, APIs and, and different aspects of Alexa that again, were, were meant to delight customers. And that's, again, it shows the breadth of capabilities on Alexa, the many things that Alexa is capable of doing and the many ways that startups can build on top of that. That's great. And I'm glad to hear Novel Effect come up. Novel Effect was the first company that we lined up to speak at Digital Book World, first uh, group that we engaged for that. Fascinated, just fascinated by the whole premise of it um, and love that it came out of this sort of farm system, you know, for that Amazon has cultivated. I, I just, I find it fascinating. I think it's awesome. Um, and of course, Novel Effect will be at the Alexa conference presented by Voice First FM as well. The thing I love about Novel Effect, probably more than anything, is that their story tracks so similarly to voice technology itself. I've had conversations with publishers here in Nashville and elsewhere about novel effect, this was early on in our promotion of digital book world, saying that they didn't get it. They, they thought, oh, okay, well, that's fantastic. You got this gimmicky thing here. And then all over time, all of a sudden, you know, there's been the shark tank and exposure for novel effect. There's been different things. And finally, now people are understanding that novel effect is not just a gimmick. It's not just this fad sort of thing. It is for real and can add demonstrable value in a number of different sectors in different ways. And of course, education is sort of the first stab at that. I think voices followed the same sort of trajectory where it, people wanted to call it a gimmick. They wanted to call it a fad. They wanted to put it in the box and it just wouldn't go there. It was, it's too big. It's too powerful. It's too value added. And so I see a lot of parallels. And I want to ask both of you, you know, and Aviel, you spoke to Novel Effect, but how gratifying has it been? Um, I mean, and you sort of spoke to it. You say that it's unusual for some of the successes that you've had with your program to have already come to fruition. 
how gratifying has it been to see what Novel Effects specifically has managed to do in such a short amount of time? I just feel lucky that we get to, to work with companies like them. You know, going back to the first in-person meeting we had after they had applied to the program, it was our last interview of the day. I think it was, it was like 5.30 when that interview uh, started. And, you know, Matt, Matt comes in and we'd obviously, you know, we're aware of what they were working on. But when he gave us the live demo and showed us some of the things that were, you know, were, were coming down the pike, it was probably my first voice moment where I was like, oh, wow, this really is something, you know, magical. This isn't just cool or I can see how this is cool. You kind of get like the hair stand up on your arm a little bit. You're like, there's something that is is special here and obviously you know the team themselves have have that to them as well but to your point about sort of that natural path it was also so obvious to look at the the basic incarnation of what they were working on to uh back then with a, a super buggy early mobile app but just the, what they had latched onto and where they could take that and how that was going to become so much more powerful through the proliferation of of uh, you know voice assistants and voice enabled speakers and things like that. I, I got I got home after that meeting. I immediately installed the application and started reading a book to my son, who at that point was only like seven or eight months old. So he was like, "What are, what are you doing?" Like he didn't understand what was going on at all. But I the fact that I was enjoying it too just had had me realize that we were we were working with um, something special here. What's uh, what's exciting? To, to look at with Novel Effect, but really across other companies in the Accelerator or the Alexa Fund portfolio is that we, again, get a chance to work with companies who come forward and help us imagine the future. The, the entire way that we've built Alexa with its third-party APIs, we want to present a, a core set of capabilities that ultimately allow outside companies to build experiences and connection points to what Alexa can do. But after that, it's really up to the portfolio companies or to these companies and the founders to, to paint a picture of what the future of voice could be. And a program like the Accelerator that we run with, with Techstars or the companies that we engage with uh, at the Alexa Fund, that some of them are, or most of them end up being a, a little bit past this Accelerator stage, but still bring that that same creativity uh, is, is a really exciting way to, to engage these founders in imagining the future. We at Amazon, we like to invent the future, but in this case, we also like to empower the, the, the entrepreneurs who are inventing the future with Alexa. Hey guys, so I'm going to jump in here. I've got to, I want to shift gears a little bit. I uh, am interested in, in knowing uh, a little bit about the review process that, that you at the, uh, or that y'all at the Alexa Accelerator go through when you're evaluating a company into the program? You know, from a process standpoint, the, we, it begins with, we open up applications. We have, you know, tons of folks apply. We travel around the world, uh, taking in-person meetings, giving talks. Um, and we also, you know, just, just have tons of conversations. I mean, I mean, many hundreds of conversations. If you could see my calendar during the, the first several months after we announced the program every year, you'd certainly not envy me. But what's also amazing about that is sort of get to drink from the fire hose of the entrepreneurial hive mind of what early stage folks are thinking about with voice, which is an amazing experience. So in terms of what we actually look for in the companies, we, we very much bias towards 
very strong founding teams, very resilient teams. Rodrigo spoke to this earlier. Um, you know, it's really early. You have to be adaptable. You have to have the the ability to move quickly. And that means, you know, having the horsepower on your team to be able to um, accomplish things really quickly, not have a missing skill set um, where you need to hire someone, not come in with a really big unknown. Um, like we love those teams that just take initiative and have the ability to get stuff done. And we also really love teams that are doing something in voice that aren't exactly what we're even thinking. Like a lot of folks will ask me, well, what ideas are you looking for? What areas are you looking for? And in my mind, that's not the point. What I love to see is companies who are, are looking at the ecosystem with their own unique point of view and saying, this is the thing that should exist in the world. And I especially love companies that are thinking about things there where it may not yet even be possible. And those are some of the best conversations that we have is we start to figure out, hey, as part of the accelerator, how can we set you up with folks inside of the organization? How do we get folks inside of Alexa really excited? And this happens quite often to work really close with you to bring a product to market that you know, may not even be possible to be shipped today. So when we find that overlap of just like a really strong team who, who is the, the right team for the area that they're trying to tackle and they're thinking about the future in a unique way and we know we can help them, that really becomes a, a super, super sweet spot um, and it is, you know, leads to the, to the best companies that we take. So a little bit more about how we, we go deeper with some of these companies. We will engage, typically the first conversations are ones that Aviel and others from Techstars are having as well as us from the Alexa funder having, getting to know these entrepreneurs, hearing them pitch, that we start with short 25-minute meetings, the ones that sort of pass through the filters get uh, get into next round interviews uh, and we go longer. At some point, we engage specific experts inside the Alexa organization to ask next level questions. And it's a, it's those, those kinds of interviews have two purposes to them. One is we can go a little bit deeper on the technical capabilities that these companies are proposing or the technical capabilities that the companies have and the ways that they want to interface with Alexa. And we get a bit, an ability to dig deeper on that. And the companies oftentimes walk away learning more from those engagements that then improve their, their own voice uh, capabilities inside their company. And the second is it's a great way for us to start to identify potential mentors that can work with these companies along the way. So it's a very similar program uh, or approach that we take with our Alexa fund investments where when we are diligencing companies, we ultimately pull in resources of experts inside of the Alexa organization, depending on the, the, the specific kind of company that we are assessing and what they are proposing to do with, with Alexa and how they're proposing to interface or build a voice capability. Um, it's just that in this case, we have a much more compacted period of time and a lot more companies to, to assess in, a, in that short period of time. So. Um, but each one of them get a get a deep look from from our internal teams, and that means that we when we announce the class, we launch with a lot of confidence that these companies are going to do something special. That's great to hear. I think we all want to have at least myself. I want to have the idea like novel effect, and I know we've talked about that quite a bit here already. But I, I really think that when everyone approached everyone that I've come in contact with that learns about what novel effect is doing they're like oh wow that is amazing how how did i not see that and i think it's it's great to hear your 
process for evaluating these companies and that you're looking not only for a, a good idea if it's there or a, a great use case for the technology that you didn't see, but also the team and, and the support that goes into to making that happen from an execution standpoint. Um, as a follow-up, is there is there anything you, you could share with, with us about uh, maybe a success from last year's accelerator uh, cohort potentially building new functionality? Was there something from that that you guys could share with us that that your team was able to to add to the Alexa voice service or skills kit or something like that? Was there any feedback that you could, is there an example you can share with us? The last year's class didn't have anything where uh, that advanced our internal work, but I can certainly tell you that our portfolio overall provides a lot of opportunities for us to learn about how Alexa customers, Alexa users are using uh, companies or using technology in their homes and in their and increasingly now in their workplaces with what we're doing with Alexa for Business. A good example of this is, again, it's outside of the accelerator class, but when we invested with uh, in Echobee, this is a smart thermostat that ultimately integrated the Alexa voice service into their next generation thermostat. We learned a lot about how um, how to better regulate the waking up of multiple Alexa devices in a house because you had a thermostat now in the room that had Alexa voice service plus somebody had an Alexa device in their living room that wasn't too far away from that thermostat. And we wanted to make sure that when somebody was speaking to the thermostat that the thermostat woke up and when someone was speaking to their Echo device, the Echo device woke up and answered the question or, or followed the command. So we learned from from our companies who put devices in the field and, and we learn a lot from those engagements. Last year, I'd say we had more companies building new capabilities, but they were building off of, off of APIs that were emerging for Alexa. And so we'll continue to see new experiences there. And uh, I think over time, and, and these companies do stay, they become part of the Alexa fund and they continue to get the support we provide to all of our post-investment companies. We'll learn from, from them how their customers are using the product and try to, try to use that learning to always improve the Alexa experience. I think just the only thing that I would add is just to, to reiterate the longer-term um, relationship that comes out of all of it, which is that these are companies that are getting to work, you know, initially super hands-on with the organization. So in some cases, you know, there are there are, you know, APIs and things that are in flight that, you know, are in early testing and things like that. And to be able to work closely with the right people and to be able to see where things are going really helps these companies help shape where that goes, as well as help, you know, shape their own roadmaps based off of, you know, what things they, they think they'll be able to leverage in the future. And that's something that, you know, we've seen post-accelerator maybe even more than during the program, um, companies continue to do that um, and to continue to leverage those relationships. So I think that the too long didn't, didn't read there is stay tuned um, for that, those types of things out of the accelerator. The, the blog posts that I've read on the, the Alexa um, blog about the accelerator really mentions startups, but do you guys engage with enterprises that may have a great thing that they want to execute, but they their developers aren't able to have that functionality. Is that a possibility that you guys explore as part of the accelerator? The accelerator is very much for startups, but there are a lot of enterprises and larger companies that are really interested in voice that we end up having conversations with and, and vet them as being 
you know, mentors or value adds to the companies that we have in the accelerator. Cause a lot of times they can end up being lighthouse customers for some of our companies um, or collaborators or things like that. So we don't, you know, take them into the program, but we connect them with our companies. And, and that's, you know, again, another value that our companies get out of this is that we, we have folks coming to us at the Techstar side. And I know on the, the Alexa fund side as well, and we're able to do that matchmaking. Um, and, We've seen that work super well. Um, I think, you know, last year specifically, you don't want to keep mentioning the exact same companies, but I will because they're the ones that have the most public information about them. But, you know, with with publisher interest and things in novel effect, as well as with tons of large enterprises looking to build voice applications, having Pulse Labs, you know, a lot of how those relationships um, came to be were, were folks coming and saying, hey, how do we get involved and how they get involved is, is, you know, helping mentor and collaborate with those companies and finding those opportunities. And, and we have an entire group inside of uh, Alexa that does business development work and does outreach with uh, large enterprises that are either building a voice experience or skill. Uh, we help them with that. And again, Pulse Labs, for instance, has become part and parcel of our process of testing skills that we assist uh, large companies build. You know, we used to, we used to test those skills as Amazon employees. We used to walk into lobbies and be asked to test a skill, which is great, but it's not the most scientific way of testing a skill with a, with a general public user. And Pulse Labs has become the de facto way that we now test skills for customers of Alexa and, and, and brands that are building on top of Alexa. And that's just a very exciting development and again another another proof point of how the accelerator and the Alexa fund companies add value to the overall Alexa experience. Just to wrap us up with one last question and I would be remiss also not to mention Sensible Object. We did a great episode of Voice First Roundtable with them last year. Love what Alex and that team are doing as well. That was another company that came out of that first crop of the accelerator that we are discussing right now. My last question for both of y'all is that, and really uh, y'all is, uh, you know, Avio, you calling out that earlier, uh, you know, you, you gotta be who you are. You know, I feel that strongly. Like I could say, you know, I hope you all are enjoying this podcast, uh, but that's not me. C- similarly, Amazon's DNA is all about voice and it's coming from the top and it is really really fun to watch amazon as a total outside observer like uh, i am we are we all are what amazon is doing and i feel strongly that it's such a shame that we lost steve jobs but we still have jeff bezos and you know i feel both of those two guys are on par with one another just visionary leaders and you know apple lost Steve Jobs and, you know, the results have been visible um, and they've been obvious. And, you know, Bezos has been driving voice and it's just in in your DNA. And it is, I want to say, articulate, you know, explicitly on the show. I've said it many, many times on other Voice First FM shows. It is so great that Amazon is leading the marketplace and leading the world with voice first technology in the way that it is. It's spending the money with the Alexa fund. It's investing in partnerships like with Techstars. It's uh, investing in the evangelism team that's all over the world. It is uh, very rapidly entering new markets at breakneck speed. I mean, it literally takes a news program like This Week in Voice to keep up with things and even then it's difficult. 
So y'all get so much credit for what you're doing. And I wanted to make sure that that is ex explicitly stated on this show, because uh, this is a rare opportunity to do that. And I wanted to say that from both of y'all's perspective. Well, thanks, thanks, Bradley. That's, that, that's very kind. And, um, and uh, we, we appreciate the support and also the, the way that you engage your, your listeners in, in all these topics on, on elect. I appreciate that. We, we, we certainly appreciate that. From y'all's perspective, um, being at the center of the storm, so to speak, just give me one example, me and Kevin and the audience, one example of someone or some company um, that's not you, not any company you've evaluated from the accelerator standpoint, not anybody who's a partner or someone that you work with, but somebody external that's doing something in voice or some other group or entity that maybe y'all from your perspective at Amazon or working with Amazon um, have looked at and say, uh, that's awesome. I, I really like that. Um, or some, some other aspect of this voice first revolution has come about that you have noticed and appreciated. So I, I don't think I can call out a specific company, but I'll give an example of, a, of an area that oh, really excites us or that we really love, love to engage companies on, but oftentimes, can't really work with them uh, or don't get a chance to work with them in an, in an investment capacity or in the Alexa, uh, either from the Alexa fund or the accelerator. And those are companies that are really continuing to push the core science of voice. We have a, we have a strong team inside of, of, of Amazon that's doing that in and of itself. And uh, we're always keeping an eye on really interesting companies and founders and university research projects that are continuing to push the boundaries and capabilities of either core voice technology, whether that's automatic speech recognition, natural language understanding science, or even the technology that goes into things like microphones. Sometimes we get a chance to invest in those companies. We've made investments in a company called Vesper. We made an investment um, in a company out of the University of Washington that we ended up actually selling to, uh, or actually ended up being sold by do. So we're always making, uh, looking for opportunities to invest in sort of core science type type of companies. It's just that it's it's one of these classic things with an operating system, for instance, where uh, you're you're building something yourself, and sometimes it's not the exact right fit to to be able to invest in companies. So we find other ways to engage with them. We have a university uh, fellowship program that's one of our best ways to engage with scientists and researchers that we sponsor uh, who ultimately teach students about voice technology, but are also doing their own research. It's a great way for us to stay close and sponsor their work. Uh, the Accelerator is another place where we can see really early stage companies come forward and occasionally engage them with our, with our science team. But it's an area that we, we love seeing companies working on on the outside because it's telling us that there's so much more to do in, uh, in voice and voice technology fun to see whether we'll, we'll catch up to some of these companies that are really pushing the boundaries. And then I, I think I'll, I'll move upward the stack a little bit there, but then, you know, probably call out, you know, companies like Pullstring and like Assist who were, you know, in that first wave of trying to get brands and, and larger enterprises into the, the world of conversation. And with, with the rise of voice over the past several years have realized that voice and and a text message are not the same experience um, and really helping push the thought leadership um, in terms of how you need to think differently for voice experiences and then building the tools 
to, to bring brands um, and those large companies to the voice ecosystem. Pullstring went so far as to you know, completely pivot their product, shut down their original product and go all in on voice. Um, you know, the amount of respect they have for, for a company doing that is, is just immense. For, for this ecosystem to really flourish, it can't just be small startups and, and studios and it can't just be um, you know, Amazon themselves pushing out a lot of this. I, I love these companies that are you know, bringing brands to voice. Um, and I, I spent a lot of my career in social media. I founded a company called Simply Measured back in 2010, which was the, the first and eventually the largest social analytics company. And I remember that, that wave of, of brands coming into social. And I, I see that happening again here. And I think that just helps grow the ecosystem and makes it more and more relevant. So you know, shout out to those companies doing a lot of that really hard um, and unsexy work to help um, you know, create a voice first future. So Poolstring will be a sponsor of the Voice of Healthcare Summit that takes place later this summer. Uh, Poolstring and Novel Effect will be at the Alexa conference presented by Voice First FM in January. Novel Effect will be a headliner in many ways at Digital Book World 2018 taking place in Nashville this October. Aviel, Rodrigo, thank you both very, very much for joining us today on the Alexa podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for having us. For the Alexa podcast. Thank you for listening, and until next time.